2: it's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should?
0: Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd. This is episode 394. Uh, the numbering has gotten a little, a little weird lately. I need, I need to still figure that shit out. Uh, but my name is Dan Ellis and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy That's the one over here sitting in the chair. And Mr. Taylor Grin.
1: Uh, ciao.
0: (laughs) How is everybody doing? What's new with you guys? Uh, so we did record last week. This is like two weeks in a row that we're recording. Wow. Uh, Holy shit. (laughs) uh, Let's go with you first this week, Taylor. What's up? Um...
1: I don't know, just enjoying, enjoying Italy. Um, we had our daylight savings time this last weekend. Mm-hmm. My understanding is you guys are going to have it this coming weekend.
0: Yes, the uh, end, yeah. yeah.
1: I, uh, I did not immediately know that, so that was fun. Sorry about <laughs> that, Neither <guys>. did
3: we.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we yeah. don't keep up with the, with the time change in, in Italy as, uh, as kind of a standard rule.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, and I just sort of assumed that it would be the same in both places. So
0: yeah.
1: yeah. And I, I didn't even think about it most of this week. Um, cause I actually just like slept in on Sunday and it just passed me by. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, apart from that, uh, I have had a, a concept for a tabletop game thing. Um, for about a decade now, and one of the lead developers of Pathfinder, which is the tabletop game that I play, they're a company that spun off of D&D, and that's making it generalized. Don't email me. Um,
0: (laughs) Don't at me with your geeky shit, man. (laughs) So in
1: in like the late 2010s uh, or in the the early 2010s, uh, D&D transitioned from 3.5 to 4th edition. Pathfinder spun off of that because it really didn't like 4th edition. Um, Ironically, some of the developers for 4th edition ended up really liking some of the stuff Pathfinder did and updated Fourth edition stuff to Pathfinder 2. It's a long fucking story, but (laughs) that's a game. It's out. One of the developers of that just released a hack of the Pathfinder rule set um, that's set for like a modern day zombie apocalypse instead of like wizards and knights and shit like that. Hmm. And the way that he released that rule set did it in such a way that it functions as like a Rosetta Stone for the actual math behind the underpinnings of the game. Mm -hmm. And so now it's very easy using those core assumptions to just make any fucking mod you can think of for the Pathfinder game because they've pretty much shown us under the hood what the math looks like. And so this idea I've had for a really long time I can actually do because I've got all the right math for it. And so I've been... Like, like, go to work, come home, heat up some food, and then write until I fall asleep at my desk, and then wake up and go to work and do the same thing. Like this week, which has been fun.
0: Well, that sounds. So. It sounds like a lot of fun. Like something you're super interested in that you've. That you're like, yes, this is it. You've got some kind of breakthrough, yeah. and yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was. It was really wild. It was like everything just clicked as soon as I started reading that. Uh, mod of the game so yeah really fun well, I know that's it'll be interesting to like three of our listeners but yeah
2: <laughs> no that's they awesome. will all want to play Taylor's game once it's released
1: yeah yeah no I've I've already like bought a URL and staked out a subreddit actually
0: so ah
2: yeah. woo fancy fun
0: well, what's new with yeah. you Mr. Duffy
2: uh I mean not much is really new with me yeah uh, I got I got to talk to uh, high school students this morning about the war in Afghanistan, which oh, yeah. was, that was interesting, uh, because uh, they had high school alumni that they know are were veterans, and the high school students in their social studies and history class are studying wars, and it made me feel old now that <laughs> I am a part of history you know, like, just, just the other day, I was reminiscing
0: about my high school years and thinking about, you know, being in, in high school day. and that kind of stuff. And now it's like, you guys remember this this war that happened a while ago? We have some old geezer
2: here to talk to us about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was even just the, the fact when, like, they're asking, like, well, why'd you join the military? When did you join the military? And I was like, well, I enlisted, like, a month before 9-11 happened. And as I'm saying it, it clicks in my head. You fuckers fuck with born were when 9-11 happened. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Damn. I like, had this I had this junior soldier sitting near me at work and he brought up some video game. And I was like, I've probably been playing StarCraft since before you were alive, you were alive. And I made it as a joke. And he was like, wait, when did StarCraft come out? And I was like, 1996, And he was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. yep but i mean it, it was it was fun and educational but uh and also fuck cancer oh yeah mm. mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah
2: had another friend died this last week of cancer he's been fighting he's had he had like a a blood cancer oh damn bone it was all in his bone marrow and everywhere so he was mm. he was pretty yeah it was pretty bad but once we finally found out that he had passed away. I was kind of like I was kind of thinking it was coming soon, especially when, you know, talking about upping the pain meds and having mm. to basically get on a pain management program. It's like once you're stuck talking that, it's like uh... when you're in. And he in was spent the last care, like four yeah. months. He probably only got to spend like two weeks of it at home. Wow, because he I'm would sorry. he would be in the ER for or like the ICU pretty much. For like a month, get home for a week, then end up having his lungs fill up with fluid again. And so Yeah, we've been I was actually yesterday when I got home from work going through a bunch of videos because he's one of the guys they did a lot of film stuff with. Mm-hmm. So they were looking okay. for videos and stuff. So I was going through a lot of the old videos that we had done and any behind-the-scenes videos of fun moments to to give to his sisters for their uh service so yeah that was fun
0: oh well. are they I found out that one of my
1: friends whom oh i'm so sorry
2: oh go no ahead. you're you're totally fine man go ahead
1: i found that one of my friends whom i'm not going to name yet um has had a lot of that person has had lots of migraines over the years and attempted doing not doing was prescribed <laughs> some medications in order to like try and help with that Those medications, like, their side effects were worse than what they were doing to help. Hmm. And so that got the doctors looking for more of the underlying causes and found that my friend has an aneurysm. Oh, Oh, jeez. Yeah. And uh, so now they're engaged in the process of trying to, like, identify how bad it is and where exactly it is and, like, what to do next.
2: Wow. Yeah. Kind of like...
0: Sorry, everybody. There's going to be a noise that I make between what just happened and this point right here to let you know that something happened. <laughs> because we've just spent a long time trying to figure out some fucking gremlins in the machinery, man. Uh, uh, yeah, Everything got all fucky. We were having a number of technical issues that I think we have resolved. So we'll continue the show. Time will tell. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there were. There's been a lot going on. We there's a storm here in Utah. Uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but the power here went out briefly last night. It happened at Ryan's place too. We think maybe mm-hmm. at the same time, which is very interesting because we live 50 yeah. miles apart and which aren't even covered by the same uh, power company. Like. Huh. I'm on. I'm on oh, Murray we, Power. Oh, uh, no, I'm on Rocky Mountain
2: Power. Rocky Mountain Power. Yeah,
0: yeah. Murray has its own hmm. water and electricity and fire and police and school district. Like we're our own little, our own little country here in Murray. It's huh. kind of kind of interesting hmm. and cool. Uh, anyway, though, Oliver, fan favorite, best dog in in the world and in my house. I found a lump on his side. Ooh, and. Oh, no. It's, I'm sure longtime listeners remember that I had a boxer named Luke. We put him down when he was 13, and it was because he had developed a tumor on his neck that grew, like, super fast and, and just took over. And so, anyway, um, he had had a couple growths on him that I had uh, had taken off before. And in visiting with the vet in the past, every... A uh, veterinarian has told me, you know, if there's if there's a lump and it moves around and it's just in their skin, that's usually just a cyst. It's no big deal. You don't mm-hmm. you, you probably shouldn't worry about it unless it starts growing really fast or there are other problems or whatever. But if you feel a lump that doesn't move, like it's attached to their body, then you should mm. we should take a look at it. And I noticed a couple weeks ago, um, I was just petting Oliver in there. I noticed a lump on his rib cage. And so we contacted the vet, took him in, and she's like, eh, "I just, it's small enough." She's like, "But because it is on his rib cage, she's like, I'm not entirely sure what it is. So if you want, you know, I'd I'd be happy to cut him open and get it out of there, and Ooh. we can we can take a look at it. So he's going That's in for surgery too. on Thursday next week, and I'm sure it'll be fine. It's kind of nice because our daughter Danica works at this a uh, veterinary hospital that we go to now. She's a vet tech there. Nice. Yeah, it's great having a uh, vet tech that works at, at your vet place It's the, in the family. That's just yeah. been super beneficial for us. After we recorded last week, I was contacted by a reporter from the Wall Street Journal who had seen um, my posts about what a shithole the flamingo is. <laughs> And so, yeah, uh, she contacted me and said that she's writing a story on uh, maintenance issues in the hotel industry, and we'll be publishing a story all about that. And I went off. I started rambling big time <laughs> in our interview, and after after I don't know, probably five or ten minutes, I just kind of stopped. And I'm like, I know, I understand. I've just been rambling for a very long time now because it was just that awful. Like our stay was so terrible. I'm like do you have any questions for me? Anything like I haven't covered or that I have covered that you have more questions about? And she's like, no, actually that was really great. Uh, I'm recording all of this and I'll go back over it. But I think you've answered all my questions and everything. Like, yeah, I was just kind of listening. Like, wow, (laughs) that sounded like a really terrible stay.
1: (laughs) We're going to have Dan Ellis in the New York times daily. Just another fucking thing.
0: (laughs) And Let me tell you something else. Yeah, it was, It was terrible. I the hot dog's cup and packs of eight. (laughs) (laughs) But that should be – when I spoke to her, she said that uh, it would be published late this week, and it's not out yet, so maybe by the end of the week. I'm not sure. When it is published, I will let everybody know. Uh, I'll post that out on social media and in our uh, Facebook group and Twitter. If we're still doing Twitter,
2: that's a whole – it maybe yeah, that's a whole maybe, thing. Maybe the flamingo bought ads in the paper. <laughs> yeah, people. And it's not going to be there anymore.
0: People, people are leaving Twitter uh, a lot, including a lot of big name advertisers are leaving Twitter. So, I'm sure we may oh, talk yeah. about that more. But our friend, I'm going to
1: continue to wish that Google Plus had had stick stuck around oh, <laughs> so
0: much better. Our. Uh, a mutual friend, Ms. Summer Dvachka, is in town uh, at my house this evening because she and Tracy are going to go see Lizzo in concert this evening. So that will be fun. Uh, I know I there are two episodes outstanding plus this one, so this will be the third one that I'm working on. The, the one show that we did that we kind of bumped out of the way for shamanism, I, I almost had that done last night, but during our trip to Vegas... Uh, Tracy got sick. She's been sick since we got home, uh-huh. and has just been miserable. Like not sleeping at night. She's just got a terrible cough. It's not COVID. She's taken a couple tests for that, but she's. It's just like a really nasty head cold and a cough that will not go away from post nasal drip. So she's sleeping terribly, and then was loaded up on drugs last night. So yeah, I. So I. I've, I've been doing other stuff around the house to try to help her out because she's. She's in a bad way. But hopefully that will get better. But we will be talking about a bunch of other shit tonight because there's just been a ton of stuff in the news lately. And we figure that we need to cover some of it because a lot of it is really big. It's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff oh, yeah. that is really big. And we'll be talking more about that stuff on the other side of this little break.
2: Hey, all you dirty cis
1: people out there who think you run the world. This is the trans podcaster, Marissa Alexa McCool coming to say that you should go sit in the corner and listen to other people talk. And the people you should listen to are the godless revolution folks because they're the good kind of cis people. We don't have to shame them just as much. So you go ahead and listen to them, and then you
2: come listen to us so we can tell them why they need to apologize.
1: I
3: think your body language makes me feel very comfortable. <laughs>
1: Uh, Ah, what about it?
3: I took a class on nonverbal communication, and people who keep their hands up uncrossed on the table, like you were, Mm -hmm. are considered more trustworthy. No one trusts a person who clasps their hands.
2: I get that.
3: Palms up, very comforting.
1: Oh yeah, well that's uh, the last supper pose. No one more comforting than Jesus. But you wouldn't want to date Jesus because you'd just be worshiping him all
2: the time.
3: (laughs) Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible.
0: All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, So the biggest news of the week, uh, well— probably the news of most consequence uh, to our political climate here in the United States this week was an attempted assassination of Nancy Pelosi at her home in San Francisco. Uh, Not, not a good thing. Her husband, Paul Pelosi, age 82, was hit in the head several times, apparently violently with a hammer. uh, And the police watched this unfold and because the assailant was not a black man uh the assailant was taken into custody uh after apparently suffering some injuries himself for (laughs) which he is still in the hospital um but yeah it was it was a bad deal and and the republicans have just gotten even shittier about it since then
1: yeah pretty much um and uh i i highly recommend the most recent um clean up on aisle 45 for that one. Um, Andrew and, um, uh, oh my God, AG go into like fairly good detail on mm-hmm. the actual police record of the interaction, which debunks several of the conservative conspiracy theory. I'm not going to list it out in it's entirely, but it depends on several critical facts. Um, and the police, uh, report like just breaks that down. um, basically by highlighting the fact that there was a break-in that the, um, that the assailant left a backpack on the porch, uh, outside a broken window, which Mm -hmm. means he can't have been invited into the home and that the, um, assailant removed, uh, I believe it was a phone from his pocket, which means that he was fully dressed. And if that doesn't make any sense to you, um, listener, I envy living in your (laughs) (laughs) headspace. So, it, Just know that even, if your Uncle Frank brings up any of that shit, uh,
2: he's wrong. Uh, yeah. Funny thing is, Sarah does have a crazy Uncle Frank. But mm. the but the fact that we know that they don't have good uh, critical thinking skills because even right after it happened, we saw the the helicopter videos of the broken glass of the broke mm. where he broke into the fucking house. Oh and well. They still spun the narrative that he was invited in. Well, well. So I watched, uh, I watched
0: the news last night. Uh, I think it was on Rachel Maddow. No, it was on. I think it was. It had to have been on some show I was watching on MSNBC. And I think it was. I think it was Chris Hayes' show. Uh, but they were talking about. They showed clips of Donald Trump uh, on some dude's podcast or, or radio show, Chris Steigle or Stiggle.
1: Mm, that sounds vaguely
0: familiar, but. And feel sounds familiar. Yeah, and and both of these fucking assholes are talking. You know, making yuck yuck, fun fun times at each other about you know this eighty two year old man being beaten in the head with a hammer and suffering a skull fracture and you know apparently grievous wounds to his right arm and hand. In, you know, as he was trying to defend himself from the attacker and. <laughs> Then Trump, dumb fuck that he is, says some shit about, oh, yeah, and if you look, there's glass on the outside because, you know, apparently he was trying to get out. He was trying to escape the house. He's trying to leave. (laughs) And the glass, you can see it's broken from the inside out. There's no glass in the home. It's all on the outside uh, because he was trying to get out of the house. And it's like, what kind of fucking idiot are you that you... Think that somebody who's in a house with access to all of the locks on the interior of the house has to break a fucking window to get out of the
2: of the door that he's trying to exit? You fucking moron! And then and you're and go- how does how does he know there's no glass on the inside? Was he inside? I didn't see any photos from the inside of the house. The only photos I saw were from the outside. Yeah.
1: Well, but- and and. Uh, Another thing, like, because conservatives will say, oh, well, liberals, liberals would do the same thing if, if the roles were reversed. And it's like, one, but we didn't. Well, yeah. And, and that's the thing is that one, absolutely. Yes. I would be making fun of him if the roles were reversed. Right. But for, however, for Trump B, yes, but two, um, we don't do that. Right. Like there's, there's well, multiple there, events of conservative violence against democratic yeah, leaders.
2: they they're, they're there was the, uh, the, uh, Republican, uh, softball got game. shot at the softball. Not, softball. It was
1: practiced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one.
2: Yeah. That's the only one I can think of in no Democrats were making shitty jokes about it. They yeah. were all standing in solidarity being like, Hey, we told you mm-hmm. gun control needs to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that could have been the only shitty thing they said, but they didn't make fun of them. Oh, yeah. They weren't mm-hmm. like Trump getting on social media saying where we go one, we go all.
1: Right, right. Well, and there's a big difference between like me, some shit posting podcaster making jokes versus, you know, the former oh, the president.
2: Politician. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, and the leader of the free world.
2: Mm-hmm. Well. When uh, when the, the one Republican yeah. got shot. <laughs> the 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 one yeah. Republican that got shot. Uh like Fox News being like look how deranged the right uh, the left wing is attacking us like this these you know they're crazy and they're out to get us and but this guy here was you know he just had an issue he was probably there for sex yeah Steve Scalise who got yeah. fucking
0: shot in the hip at that softball game is mm-hmm. it's the same thing that they did following the January 6th uh, insurrection, right? Like you get all of the Republican leadership. Oh, this was a terrible thing. These people attacked our our capital. Donald Trump is to blame. You know this this he's largely to blame or mostly to blame. A lot of the blame rests on him. This was all at his behest. It was his followers. They attacked our capital. This should never happen. It can't ever happen again. And then a week or two weeks later, it's oh. They were just touring the Capitol, it was, and it, was, it wasn't it was Trump supporters anyway. It was Antifa and BLM, and it wasn't as bad as everybody says, and Ashley Babbitt was killed for no reason. Yeah. She's
2: a patriot. Yeah. And at, and at the same time, you got the the people that took part in it leaving being like, hell yeah, I'm a mega Republican. We did it. Yeah. We showed them today. It's like, I didn't see anybody go, yeah, we're Antifa, and we, we, we got one over on them.
0: Yeah, and then they all only leave after the shitlord orange dude tells them to leave. Hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours after they've been there causing chaos, and he's yeah. done fuck all about it. Right. Yeah, and they're doing the same so, thing with the Nancy Pelosi thing. There, where initially it was, you know, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. And a few other prominent Republicans come out and say, oh, this was a terrible thing. The violence has got to come to an end. But then even then, as they, they're saying that, it's, oh, the, you know, this violence has got to come to an end. But, you know, we've seen huge increases in crime and violence across the country. And it's all because of the Democrats and their policies. And yeah. without which taking a moment true. to examine where the crime increases are actually occurring and who has the highest crime rates, and uh, which is... Mm-hmm. Almost all red states have higher uh, crime statistics and murder rates. Like there's there, – there was
1: – Hey, you read that article too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, I, and, I
0: watched, and I watched part of uh, the debate um, with an Oklahoma politician and, and the person who's running against him and her saying, yeah, in Oklahoma we have a higher murder rate than in New York City or in California – and he's like, oh, yeah, can you believe she's actually saying that? That's that's ridiculous, right, that we have a higher murder rate here in Oklahoma. It's fucking true, dude. Look at the statistics. On a yeah. per capita basis, you have a higher rate of murder in Oklahoma than they do in New York or California. But they, you know, facts and information always get in the way of, you know, their chosen narrative of being assholes about everything under the sun.
2: But this, this also brings up a, a good question from a listener. Yes. So Celia Gray asked this, are there legal grounds for the Pelosi's to file libel suits against various right-wing media groups for spreading conspiracy theories regarding the heinous attack on Paul Pelosi?
1: And um, unfortunately, the answer to that is fairly simple. Probably not. Yeah. Um, So there was a lawsuit, uh, or rather a Supreme court case, New York times V Sullivan, 1960s, um, a civil rights group put out an ad against an Alabama politician, and they put that ad in the New York times. There were inaccuracies in the the ad. Sullivan, uh, sued NYT, uh, and ended up losing. And the Supreme court carved out the doctrine for public figures. Um, ordinarily, when you're suing for libel, you have to prove negligence, which is basically that the person didn't put in enough effort to verify facts before they spouted them off. Mm-hmm. And for public figures, uh, NYT v. Sullivan established that you had to. Um, uh, what was it? The. Um... Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Gross negligence. No. What the hell was the word? Now oh, i asshole. Actual Mm. malice, yeah. Sorry, it's late for me here. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Yeah, you have to demonstrate actual malice, which is um, defined as a knowledge that the information was false uh, or given with reckless disregard for whether it was false or not. Mm -hmm. So um, while you could potentially go after, like, a Tucker Carlson, it almost certainly wouldn't succeed. It wouldn't no, because
2: they have they've already determined Tucker Carlson is not actually news, he's entertainment,
1: right, right? Well, and and like Elon Musk, for example, put up a tweet that that repeated a conspiracy theory, and his his tweet basically said, um, worth looking into or something yeah. along those lines. And there it's may like, be well, more yeah, to this
0: story, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that's that's not actionable enough to meet the qualification of actual malice. Um, interestingly, there is a um church that is suing the Southern Poverty Law Center for libel. Um, They made various homophobic statements and publications. Southern Poverty Law Center listed them as a hate group. They're suing over that hate group designation for libel. Uh, Eight of the Supreme Court justices did not grant certiorari to hear the case, but Clarence Thomas did. So on the docket this term, the Supreme Court is going to be looking at nytv sullivan something that has been case law for the last hang on math 60 years
2: Mm -hmm. Mm yeah and as we've learned they don't give a fuck about case law anymore Mm -mm. yeah yeah stare decisis
1: no longer exists
2: yeah case law
0: president precedent what is what does that mean to anybody who's a judge
2: and and being that this has to do with religion um i was guessing that maybe it might be a narrow decision Solely focused on what you're allowed to say or how you're allowed to categorize religious groups and how you can't attack them maybe so that way anyone else can be attacked. Mm. I mean, the church can label the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group. They'll offer some kind of Southern Poverty Law Center won't be able to label them as a hate group.
0: They'll offer some kind of special deference for religions, sincerely held beliefs. Yeah,
2: yeah, because of their religious freedom and all that kind of bullshit. But this also leads to a concern I have, Mm. especially when it comes to the Pelosi attack. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big deal. Like that's not like, like a small attack like that's
1: no that's like that's somebody two went levels away from
2: attacking the president thing. right yeah yes <laughs>
1: um well three but yeah
2: yeah it gets close i am very concerned about polling stations yeah and if someone might decide like hearing stories today on the news about poll workers being told here's how you wear a bulletproof vest Here's how you protect yourself during an active shooter. Like they are actively preparing for it. And it's like, I honestly fear that someone is going to shoot up a fucking polling station this year.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's sad that uh, we can all say that that wouldn't come as a large surprise to any of us.
2: Yeah. Two years ago, I would have been like, nah, that wouldn't happen. Now I'm kind of like, no, I'm actually worried it's going to happen. And maybe it's not that it's going to happen, but How many places are going to be attacked?
1: Yeah. Well, there was was a really good article. I want to say Salon put it out, though I could be wrong. um, That was analyzing previous right-wing violence in the U.S. and comparing it against the delta of um, Islamist violence in the Middle East. So... Basically, in the Middle East, groups like Al-Qaeda had been paying lip service to the idea of forming a caliphate for a long time. But eventually, a lot of young people, relatively speaking, formed the Islamic State. Mm-hmm. And their idea was like, fuck this shit, we're going to actually form a caliphate. And once they did so, once they broadcasted their shit on media and took lots of radical action, a lot of groups that formerly affiliated with Al-Qaeda affiliated with ISIS instead basically on the grounds of like, oh yeah, they're actually going to do what they say they're going to do. This article highlighted a sort of similarity, a sea change within right-wing extremism after um, one individual who shot up a synagogue uh, did so initially posting to an internet forum, um, fuck their optics, right? And that was in response to an attitude that a lot of white supremacists and other far-right extremists had after um, uh, Charlottesville. Where they said, like, this is bad optics for us if we're going to try and, like, push, you know, fascism. Uh, We need to do it through a way that has good optics in order to make it more palatable to the general public. And these more violent people have the attitude of fuck the optics, take action. And um, it appears that that attitude is, as it did in the Middle East, starting to pick up. when Yeah. Um, and it really is like a, a sort of brown shirts, you know, silver shirts sort of moment for us that way.
0: Yeah. It's really terrifying to see just, I mean, the, the Republican party has allowed the fucking crazies to take over their party for a while now. Right. I think it started with um, the the tea party, but even before the tea party, there were the, there was Grover Norquist and Grover oh. Norquist is who ushered in, the era of the Tea Party and then the Tea Party led to the MAGA Republicans and yeah. now well,
1: and, and, and I mean like uh, Goldwater Barry fucking Goldwater uh-huh. said uh, you know if you let the evangelicals in the party mark my words um, it'll be you know the nuts running the nut house or something similar mm-hmm. so yeah no this has been a long time coming I mean point at Reagan right mm-hmm. so yeah
0: yeah. It's <sighs> I I I mean I know we've been saying it for years now, but it just seems to be getting worse and worse, and I have serious concerns that democracy may be just going away here in the United States. Mm-hmm. That we won't be the United States of America for a whole lot longer if we continue on the on the course that we've got set right now. It's not Bueno.
2: No. no, I mean, this is just making me feel great right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have more things to talk about,
0: and we will do that on the other side of this little break.
2: Aloha, everybody. This is Nico Gonzalez, former Jehovah's Witness and a content producer for the Conversations with God podcast. You're listening to the Godless Revolution.
1: Every, every morning, uh, Elaine would wake early and have tea ready for me before I went to work. I'm glad she's gone.
3: She'd
0: hate having to see me in such pain. You will not be in any pain soon. When you're dead it will be nice to see my wife again. Will she be waiting for you in hell? <laughs> no, I-, I hope in heaven. Oh, I get your fairy tales mixed up.
3: If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330 81 Rebel, or Twitter the Twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you.
0: Wow, we've actually like broken this up into three blocks tonight, which is interesting. We haven't <laughs> haven't done that for a minute. I mean they they eventually gets broken into three blocks but like we had like stop points between each block tonight which hasn't happened for a little bit. Um usually we ramble gross weird. <laughs> so the other big the <laughs> other big bit of news this this week is that Elon Musk has completed his takeover of Twitter and is doing his level best to turn it into a complete shithole. Uh advertisers are turn leaving it into it. <laughs> yeah, well, exposing <laughs> it to be the shithole that it is, maybe I don't know. He's just making it worse. Is
2: is the big did, takeaway? Uh, everything you see him groveling to who? To uh, uh, Stephen King. Oh uh, shit! Yeah. Oh, he so Stephen King's like like I'm not gonna pay to be verified on here, and Elon goes, "Well, what about eight dollars?" Oh, let, yeah. Because
0: his initial be plan better? was for
2: twenty. What with if I, tw- twenty? What if what if we did it <laughs> for only eight?
0: A. Yeah, they're gonna. They're basically doing away with the confirmed person, public well, person, and, blue check mark. Now anybody can have a blue check mark if you're willing to fork over eight bucks a month.
1: Well, and here's yeah. here's the thing that like conservatives don't understand um, is um one like, of the abstract value. <laughs> Well, lots of things. Yeah, One of the many things that conservatives don't understand is abstract value. Uh-huh. Like the value in the blue checkbox is not that you could extract value from it, but that it enables an inf- information environment where people know the person saying something is actually that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not and something you can monetize. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing as like the conservatives who are like, well, I don't really care how many rats fall in your vat of milk at the facility, you know, like, cause that costs me money to keep rats out of the milk. Like,
2: no, and I didn't have any rats in my milk when I drank it this morning.
1: Right. You should just get better oh. milk. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's one of those things where it's like, you fail to even see the point. Like you're not even wrong. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. You're so far off the mark. You're not even really wrong. Like it.
2: Yeah. I also yeah. laugh at everybody. who's like, Oh, Elon's going to make me rich with my Twitter stocks. Like he's taking it private. Yeah. They, they, they've been removed from the trade. Yeah. You no, you no longer so, have stock really.
0: Unfortunately,
1: stock. because I feel like that stock would fucking go tank.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It would, <laughs> God. It would yeah. be cruising down. It's funny. I saw somebody, somebody got a screen grab, uh, from uh, an Elon nice Musk fan, a, a Musk, a Muscovite, if you will. Um, that they had posted, oh, I've been watching Twitter stock and it's remained steady. <laughs> It's the same price as it because was a few he, days ago. It's like because somebody, you
2: can't trade it anymore. Somebody,
0: oh my god. Somebody commented under and they're like uh, uh that's because it's no it's longer listed. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know what to say. My half of the Titanic has been lifting up out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: it was just it was one of those things where it's like, Oh my god, you're you're just precious. Setting all of that aside, uh, I saw this article, uh, this opinion piece from Ross Douthat in the New York Times today that it, it's one of those things where he's he's so off course that he's not even really wrong. It's it, it's just there's it, it takes so long to explain to somebody who is so misguided exactly where they went wrong that it's it's often not even worth your time to try to address anything with them. But it is worth it to me, I think, to explain to a bunch of other people why I get so pissed off about some of this stuff. Uh, his, his opinion piece is titled, How the Right Became the Left and the Left Became the Right. Now, is
2: he talking today or like 1950? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is...
1: Classic roast, roast dude hat, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <So>
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, there was some question about how to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) Good old dupe hat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All that douche hat. There's (laughs) so in his opening paragraph, like he's he steers so violently off course in his opening paragraph that it's worth mentioning. The opening paragraph says, and I quote, one of the master keys to understanding our era. This this is the master key uh, to his quote unquote understanding of our era is seeing all the ways in which conservatives and progressives have traded attitudes and impulses. The populist rights attitude toward American institutions has the flavor of the 1970s, skeptical, pessimistic, paranoid, while the mainstream MSNBC watching left has a strange new respect for the FBI and CIA. The online right, Likes transgression for its own sake, while cultural progressivism dabbles in censorship and worries that the First Amendment goes too far. Trumpian conservatism flirts with postmodernism and channels Michael Foucault. Its progressive rivals are institutionalist, moralistic, confident in official narratives and establishment credentials. That's the opening paragraph, and like, God. <laughs> it's just I like
1: I just. Like there are criticisms to make about the excessive self-policing within the left. Mm-hmm. I just hate that such fucking morons are the ones who keep trying to make those arguments.
0: Oh yeah, well, and it's it's just wild to me that somebody who obvious—I mean, Ross Douthat is is a, a right winger for sure. He—I don't yeah. know that he's a, a yeah. you know. <laughs> Trump flag waving, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's a Trump flag waving MAGA Republican, but he's he's a pretty. I would I would say ultra conservative dude who is your run of the mill ultra conservative, misguided, racist without really even knowing it asshole. And but for him to pretend that he knows what the people on the left are doing is just is is childishly ignorant and so misguided and naive for him to say that the MSNBC watching left has a strange new respect for the FBI and CIA is so far fucking off base. I don't know many people on the left who hold up the FBI and CIA as these wonderful institutions that have done no wrong and are are fantastic. That's just so fucking far off the mark. Sure. The FBI and CIA have important jobs and important roles, and they have fucked up over and over and over. We owe Trump's ascendancy into the office of the president in large part to fuck-ups at the FBI. Yeah. When, mm-hmm. when, uh, not Mueller.
1: James Comey when, talked yeah. about the uh, investigation of the Hillary Clinton while yeah. also not mentioning the existence of Crossfire Hurricane.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And that was right before the election. Disregarding... The FBI's policies surrounding elections and talking about investigations close to election time led in large part to Hillary Clinton's defeat. Not in the popular vote, but in the overall yeah. electoral vote anyway. Well, yeah. And so, for him to say that, you know, lefties love the FBI and CIA now is just so fucking far off base. It's not even wrong. It's just, what the fuck are you even talking about? You clearly don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And it bothers me that he's offered so much ink and space on the New York Times website and gets it so fucking far wrong. When he says himself that one of the master keys to understanding our era are all of these things that I'm going to be so completely fucking wrong about from from the jump, Mm -hmm. it's maddening to me to see shit like this because he's so fucking stupid about what he thinks is going on in the left and what everybody else can see on the right. And he's carrying so much fucking water for the right in that opening sentence, in that opening paragraph where he says... The populist rights attitude toward American institutions has the flavor of the 1970s. Skeptical, pessimistic, paranoid. (laughs) They are not skeptical. They're not, they're not skeptical. No, they're credulous. They're conspiracy mongers and they're hate mongers. That's well. and,
1: And there's, there's an interview that like totally ties in their attitude. Uh, during the late Trump era, you know, some government policy went through that affected a lot of rural people. And one woman was interviewed and she said, they're hurting the wrong people. And it's like that's, that's exactly what their skepticism towards government is, is that they want a – they view the world in a zero-sum sense. And they want to see other people suffer in order for them to feel better. These are people who never grew out of the high school attitude that by putting someone else down, they raise themselves up.
0: Oh yeah, it's the whole rules for thee, not for me kind of thing. And what is Mm -hmm. it that there's the quote that you've mentioned a few different times about the...
1: Yeah, conservatism uh, consists of exactly one proposition to wit. Um, There must be rules which protect the in-group and bind the out-group while failing to protect the out-group and bind the in-group. I've lose the last part, but yeah, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think... A lot of people, both on the left and the right, can see how fucking awful the right has gotten, but the right doesn't mm-hmm. care. They don't. They they don't have any shame about it. They don't care that they're hypocrites because well, also, they care about power, and that's it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and they project too. Like a lot of a lot of what happens with the right is that they think that other people are as fucked up as they are. You know, uh-huh. that's why they. <laughs> cheat in elections that's why they say things about the left is because they presume that their opponents are thinking the same way that they are because they have no functional theory of mind um they're incapable of considering that other people might have other values it's the same shit as when you hear christians say like oh you know there's a god you just want to sin like Mm -hmm. they can't conceive of somebody thinking in a way that is different from how they think
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i and i've noticed too that A lot of Republican politicians seem – well, it's not even that they seem. I mean it's very clear that they think everybody is as stupid as the people who support them. Right. Mm -hmm. That they can just Mm -hmm. say whatever the fuck they want and everybody will will believe whatever they say, because the people who support them, they can tell them whatever the fuck they want and they'll keep supporting them regardless. It doesn't matter. Like they can they can get
1: educated in the red state.
0: Oh, yeah. They can change (laughs) their position on anything on a dime. They can they can tell you that the sky is purple. They can tell you one day that they are. You know, free speech and then the next day that they want to restrict free speech. And it doesn't fucking matter as long as they have that R by their name because their team will support them no matter what their policy positions are, no matter Mm -hmm. what they say and no matter what they said today versus what they said yesterday and the two not at all aligning because they have that R next to them and they just want to stick it to the Democrats. They want to stick it to the liberals and the progressives and the whiny little people who are taking away my rights and my jobs and, and my guns and my freedom. The, well, there the, was that it just it's the, so there fucking was lady lending. on
2: like on I, th- I think she was on like OAM, one of the new right-wing media fucking bullshit news groups that was talking about herschel walker and she said it plain as day she goes i don't give a fuck what herschel walker did if he gets in it's another republican vote yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so i don't care what he did i just want him in there yes yeah. he's the republican
0: yeah, as long as it gives them the power to do what they want, they don't fucking care that their person yeah. is a monster or that their you person has has done all of the things that they say they're against.
1: Which to be fair, right now, honestly, we need to be voting the same way because Republicans as a party are so damaging to the integrity of our republic that like we just need to vote in Democrats. Like we just need enough of a majority to appoint uh uh, judges and that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it sucks that we're in that position. We can fight each other and purity mm-hmm. test each other once we've like secured enough of a majority to stop the Republicans from turning us into a fascist state.
0: Yeah, and then we've got the the orange menace looming on the horizon, along with Carrie Lake and oh my God, Marjorie Taylor Green mm-hmm. and Ron
2: DeSantis. I was gonna say Swanson, not Ron Swanson. It's like all of these all all of these horribly toxic
0: political personalities who are just, you know, biting each other. Ron Johnson's a dick. Yeah, breathing down each other's neck to be the next giant asshole
2: in charge of everything. (laughs) To to just so that Trump will like them. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and it's not even necessarily so that he will like them. It's so that his base will like them yeah, because he yeah. has so captured the tiny, tiny minds of his followers that it doesn't, it, like Like we've been saying, it doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter what he does as long as he's in power and will enact laws that will bind their enemies while protecting them and mm-hmm. will, yeah, they'll just, yeah, I'm just waiting for his
1: upcoming book, my struggle. I think that's a, uh, that's going to be a <laughs>
0: bestseller. <laughs>
2: Um wait, I heard that underneath a different name before. Uh my that no. was the German translation. What? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I know I was gonna say the actual German.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you Taylor have to Taylor explain the joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well and just the people are so ignorant of history. Like people people who believe that, you know, Hitler was voted into office and the 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 Nazi party voted him in there and that it was a social that they were all socialists at just they, they just they don't fucking know what they're talking about but they're ball they they're, don't care and yeah. they're they're just swallowing hook line and sinker all of this bullshit historical revisionism coming from people on their team because that's the only those are the only people they listen to you mean Dinesh
1: D'Souza is not an authority on um
2: uh No uh, <laughs> Dinesh D'Souza is a convicted federal criminal. Yeah, he's a he's a convicted felon.
0: Um yeah. And it was uh to do with rigging votes and elections, you know. Yeah. The thing that his party is constantly hammering the left about trying to do.
2: Yeah. And, uh, uh, we also love Victor Orban, who I think kinda has had his. I think he might write a book about his struggles too. He,
0: um, yeah, could be.
2: And how he overcame them by kicking everyone
0: out. Oh, and uh, well, and then there's Bolsonaro, who thankfully who has, got defeated, who, who was defeated, and thankfully after a couple days of not saying anything, has finally Conceded. allowed. Finally, well, he didn't even concede yet. Really, he's just allowed. Um, uh, his cabinet to start working on the transition of power. He still hasn't uh, actually conceded.
1: Yeah. Okay, but but you know, Maloney over here in Italy is um banning raves, so uh, we've got that <laughs> going for us. <laughs>
2: uh, no fun for you
0: taking care of the important. Which is things. wild,
1: knowing that she has a coalition with Berlusconi. But you know,
0: oh who yeah, do I know? the king of He's, the king of Italian raves.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> He's being weekend at to around anyway. So, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, he, he, looks, he looks a lot like Wayne Newton these days.
1: He, he looks like <laughs> he has a mortician doing his makeup.
0: Uh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, he looks like I like powder you, but you've got to
1: lay
3: down.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we have run out of time for this episode, uh, but good golly, there's been a lot in the news, and a lot of it has been supremely frustrating. Uh, before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going. That would be... Ed Harris. Kevin Scheele. Crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. Steve Kunau Sinead Duffy. Tiffany Hudson. Chad <laughs> McCullough. <laughs> <Wait a second. laughs> Ryan's choking on his uh, own spit and doesn't know where his mute button yep. is.
2: <laughs> oh, it's just <laughs> fucking. Uh, there, I found it. Uh, a noble spirit and biggins the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. Ollie Olson. Vanessa. Alan Firth. Two skeptical chaps.
1: Steven Andrus.
2: Martin Fern. <laughs> oh martina fern jesus christ I, i'm sorry i apologize for that dan laughed i looked back at it i'm like oh wait i mispronounced that went now i'm sorry jesus i apologize taylor i've now made you start to cough on your own saliva <laughs> uh clank trucking
1: zeus 9so jonathan
2: i didn't say johnny <laughs>
0: Error 404. God not found. Doug Will. Mm. Up, Doug Willoughby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Marvin Dracone.
1: Scam likely. Get a scale and find out how much a hen weighs.
0: Corey Ebert. Don't be an updog. I love that. I love all of the updog things here. <laughs>
1: McKenzie peterson
0: it was even better because i said don't be an updog," and i could hear avocado in the background meowing John. very loudly <laughs> <laughs> sorry
1: since i've been living alone he uh has to be within about five feet of me at all times <laughs> i need constant supervision so
2: yeah mine too he
1: would be screaming even louder if i locked him out of where i am
0: <laughs> all hail penis buttra jeremy goodson Utah Outcasts. Good news, everyone. Wesley Aaron.
1: Freethinker 215. Sarah Segovia. Theodore
0: Sellin. Tim Jacobson. Janet Uter. Savita
2: Kuna. Purple Dragon. Snake Jailbird uh, wants you to please support American Civil Liberty Union. Get off my lawn, you coppers. And
0: James, thank you all very, very much for being our patrons for the show. We appreciate it so much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so easily by going to Godless Revolution. I'm sorry, to Patreon.com slash Godless Revolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then that gets you the keys to all kinds of fun stuff. You get... Uh, the episode before everybody else, you get extended outtakes. You get clips from the cutting room floor. You get bonus shows every now and then. Uh, you get preference when you send us questions that we would answer them as soon as possible. All that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for an upcoming episode, you'll get a you'll get a long uh, well. It was before this this episode. I I say upcoming because I haven't released it yet. But in a recent episode, <laughs> uh, there was a very long period in which I could not stop laughing because Ryan uh, created yeah. and donned a mask oh, while geez, we yeah. were recording. Oh, we
1: haven't released that yet? <laughs> no. Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: No, I, I almost had it done last night and got called away to help Tracy with some stuff because she wasn't feeling well. But yeah, it's it's pretty good i think i think everybody will like it <laughs> I've, I've been i've been taking some extra time to to yeah make sure it's it's golden so
1: oh boy <laughs> it's, it's still no big footprints in the sand but oh, no oh yeah
0: it, yeah but it was it was close like i i laughed yeah. for a very long time um
2: it was very much a visual joke
0: <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna put as there, I usually keep the episode graphic, the the episode image, the same. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. For for the episode in question, it will be a picture of Ryan wearing this mask.
1: Yeah. We gotta we gotta <laughs> manually uh, drop the episode on Twitter then too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's pretty Uh, awesome well thanks guys i love you both enjoy the rest of your evening i'm gonna go do some work and then edit edit other shows
2: okay all right taylor's gonna go to sleep (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. i'm
1: gonna
2: play with my box (laughs) ciao
1: (laughs) donald trump fucks goats eat my ass i
2: hate when they do that and then i will pause this here
0: Maybe. I said pause. Why this thing Uh-oh. ain't pausing? Oh my god, headset! I'm not
1: gonna charge you. You're at twenty percent. You're fine.
2: <laughs> I'm going to remember you said that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just that that point in the show where all sense like, where Taylor go? Oh, his headset died. Uh oh. Did your did your headset die Taylor? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to pause this. The funny this thing for is, is you were
2: out of the you were going to the bathroom, Dan, and it was funny because Taylor said "Headphones stop yelling at me. You got 20% left." And I'm like, "I will laugh at that comment later."